Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world, where it's naturally supernatural. My guests, John and Carol Arnott of the Toronto Outpouring, they saw this hard to believe. Four and a half million people from all over the world visit their church, and hundreds of thousands made full commitments to Jesus. They're now warning many will miss the boat for the return of Jesus for very, very simple and mundane reasons. So sad. It's unnecessary. Next. Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Spirit is here. The glory of God is here. But I always want to extend the courtesy and say, Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this place. Take over. We want you to take control. We yield all control to you, Holy Spirit. Now, my guests, John and Carol, are not spent 35 years shepherding the Toronto Outpouring Revival. Few have had the privilege of being part of a major move of God's Spirit, let alone lead it. But right at the beginning of the outpouring, Jesus gave Carol a foundational vision. Carol, tell me about that. Well, Sid, it was amazing. We were going on an outreach to Hungary, and they, you know, they wouldn't let us delay it. So we had to go, and it was three weeks into the revival. I had never had a vision in my life. They prayed for us for the, to go to Hungary, and uh, we, bam, I'm down on the, on the platform right beside the podium, and I am instantly in this technicolor vision. Hmm. And Jesus comes walking up to me. We're in a meadow, beautiful meadow, and he comes up and he, he hands me a bouquet of the of lily of the valley. So we talked and laughed, and then all of a sudden he said, Carol, can I have the bouquet back? Hmm. So I gave it back to Jesus, and he went around and he gathered all different colors of flowers, and he began to weave them into a wreath. And in the wreath he placed the lily of the valley. And then he put it on my head, and then out of nowhere came this long white wedding veil that attached to the back of the wreath. And so when that happened, instantly the scene changed. And I'm walking down the street like this, and kind of looking around thinking, I don't know where I am, but I knew it was Jesus that I was walking with. And, and there was people along the way, and they were cheering. And, and all of a sudden, I, I looked down where we were walking. And I went, oh, we're walking on the streets of gold. I'm in heaven. I married Jesus. And it was just like, wah. And as soon as I said that, instantly, we were in this massive banquet hall, as far as the eye could see. Still, I couldn't see to the end of it. Anyway, the tables were all set. But I said, Jesus, where is everybody? There's no one here. And, and I felt to look behind me. 
and said they were the most beautiful people standing behind me. And I said, oh, Jesus, who are these? And he said, they're the broken and the hurting and the outcasts and the downtrodden and the ones that, you know, have nothing. And I have bidden them to come into my banquet feast. And then Jesus walked up to me and he said, Carol, can I have the first dance? And I danced with Jesus. And then coming out of that vision, John came up to me and he said, Carol, what happened? Can you, you know, can you tell us? And so I asked the Lord and he said, have your worship leader, Jeremy Sinnott, play Kevin Parash's song, So Come. And so he did that and then he said, I want you to tell my people that the banquet feast is almost prepared. It's almost ready. Tell them they are to be like the five wise virgins in Matthew 25. The 10 were all Christians. They, were, they all had lamps, they all had them lit. They were looking for the bridegroom to come. They all slumbered and slept. What was the difference? The five wise had extra oil. It's the oil of intimacy. Hmm. The five wise had been spending time in intimate relationship with Jesus. And the five foolish were busy working for Jesus. And so I got up and I shared that and I said, now is the time the Holy Spirit is here to pour out his presence for you to become vulnerable, to become transparent, and just buy oil. Spend time in his presence. And you know, we're coming into times where the soon coming of the Lord is very close. And we want all to be five wise. Don't miss. Do not miss. Don't be the foolish virgins that went to buy oil, but the door was shut and they couldn't get into the wedding feast. Uh, Carol, that triggers something that you literally received as a result of this vision, uh -huh. a rebuke from God over something. Yes. Tell us about that. I began reading that chapter, Matthew, Matthew 25, 1 to 13, I must have read it 50 times, Sid. I didn't want to miss one thing yes. that God was trying to say. Yeah. And so I'm meditating on it. This is three years, maybe four years later. Um, and I'd been doing that for all that time. Mm -hmm. And I came to, I think it's verse five, where he, where he said, while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And I stopped right there. Mm -hmm. I said, Lord, I don't feel like I'm asleep. No. I'm more wide awake than I've ever been in all my life. Revival is here. There's thousands coming. Our church is packed every night. God is moving. They're getting saved and healed and blessed. Yes. I don't feel like I'm asleep. I'm more wide awake than I've ever been. And just like a flash, he spoke back to me and said, you are asleep concerning the message of the soon return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And you know, that went into me like a spear. And I'm like, ah, oh, 
And I'm trying to remember, when was the last time I even preached about it? And it had been years, at least 10 years. And I realized I got turned off to the message because Mm. people setting dates and being wrong and writing books (laughs) and being wrong and this and that. And, And I just gave up and said, ah, come when you're ready to come. We'll get on with the kingdom and just win the lost and build the church and do what do what we're doing. And I repented that day and, and began really picking up that message, realizing that we have to do two things at the same time. Plan out our lives and ministry, plan to live them, live out your days. But on the other hand, Perhaps today he's to come. Carol, what is soaking? Soaking is just positioning yourself before the Lord just to have an intimate time with him. It's not an intercession. It's not praying for your family, the world, problems. It is to have a relationship like the five wise virgins. They had intimacy with the Lord they spent time and you see we're going to be his bride and if we don't have close communications and fellowship how are we going to be the bride of Christ and so soaking is positioning yourself either I like to lie on the floor with a pillow behind my head and worship music on that I can just love him what you're doing is you're accomplishing something is what I'm hearing her say by just showing reverence and awe and respect before God, you are developing a higher level of intimacy than giving God your laundry list every day. Exactly. That's what I'm hearing. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, John, you talk about living prophecies. Yeah. Tell us what you mean by that. Well, I asked the question to myself initially, what's the difference of me reading the prophetic words from uh, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21? What's the difference of me reading them versus someone who read them a thousand years ago? Because the scriptures are all written in such a way that every generation uh, is led to believe that the Lord could return in their lifetime. But the difference today is that we have uh, scriptures fulfilled that are like time stamps. And uh, the first one is the fact that Israel will be a nation again. And we can read those prophecies in Ezekiel chapter 36 and 37 and others in Isaiah about Israel will become a nation one day. And many people gave up on that. Many theologians said, oh, the church has replaced all that. Israel is of no significance. And that is total nonsense. Because when Gabriel came to Mary and told her that she's going to have a son, she said, he will be on the throne of David and he'll rule over uh, the sons of Jacob. So this is a direct prophecy. That is going to happen one day very soon. But anyway, we start seeing these fulfilled. Israel became a nation on May the 14th, 1948. I was a little boy, seven years old. I didn't really know what was going on. 
But then by the time 1967 came along, mm -hmm. the Six-Day War happened in Israel. I was in Bible school and I was glued to the TV. And then the war is over in six days. Oh, I mean, wow. this is unheard of. But they took all the territories and, and that's equivalent to what we read about in the Bible. Just as oh, miraculous, it's, it's miraculous before our eyes. I know. Before our eyes. Mm -hmm. And see, that wasn't true a thousand years ago, but that fulfilled a prophetic word from yeah. Jesus in uh, Luke 21 that Jerusalem will be occupied by the Gentiles and by the nations until the times of the Gentiles is fulfilled. So there's a phasing in of Israel and a phasing out of nations controlling things. Tell me one misconception that the devil has planted for the last days besides Israel, which is a major one. We see a great falling away today. We see deception on every hand, like people, people saying there is no hell. People are saying sin doesn't matter. People are saying, God doesn't mind if I color outside the lines. It's people repenting of repenting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, God has not changed. His standard is the same. He's a holy God, and he's called us to read and believe the scriptures. Well, I'll tell you what. When we return, Carol will tell you about the glory cloud whirlwind dream and the unexpected fear that is coming. But even more important, be in expectation for an explosion of the greatest global, glorious glory that's hit this studio yet. Be right back. We will be right back to It's Supernatural! Call now to get John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise of His Coming? Prophetic signposts pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Plus their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9832. You will receive John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise? of His coming. Through this accessible, mind-blowing book centering on biblical prophecy, John Arnett will help you discover that the signs and evidence of the King's soon arrival are all around you. Clearly understand that the earth is groaning and travailing for Jesus to come again. Discover why Jesus' promised triumphant return is more sure than tomorrow's sunrise. You will also receive Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Carol shares two prophetic dreams which God told her were invitations of preparation. As Carol shares the details of her powerful dreams, you will discover why your being ready is necessary to receiving the fullness of God's promises, how God's greater glory is connected to holy fear and awe. Plus, you will also receive their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. In this audio CD teaching series, John and Carol will teach on the following. Daniel's 70th week prophecy, the last three and a half years of the tribulation, several recent signs that are pointing to the soon return of Jesus that our forefathers didn't experience. Throughout this teaching series, John and Carol pray powerful prayers for you to become one of the wise virgins, for you to be filled with the oil of intimacy, for the Holy Spirit to come on each of you and fill you with a hunger for more of God. 
Don't miss out on getting John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise of His Coming? Prophetic signposts pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Plus their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9832. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9832 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. This is so great. It is. You guys are so enthusiastic, and all of you at home, we're just celebrating the goodness of God right here, aren't we, Carol? We are. His presence is so here. We were talking oh. about the soon return of Jesus and how not enough people are talking about it. And it is the main event. Jesus talked about it all the time, but when I return, when I return. How many want to be ready for when he returns? Well, that's the whole point of that uh, story from Matthew 25, first 13 verses, because they were all virgins, meaning they were all believers. Their lamps, their witness was still burning, but they were, half of them were out of oil. And uh, what the result of that was that only five of them got to go to the wedding and the other five were denied because of a lack of intimacy. And so I don't want any of us to miss that opportunity or miss that boat. And as, as clear as we can tell, we need to press in to that oil of intimacy. And I think the time is short. So like I said, we need to, we need to do two things at once. How many can do two things at once? Can you move your right hand like this and your left hand like this? <laughs> it's hard to do. But we have to plan out our lives, you know. Put your kids through college, pay off your mortgage, all that stuff. And yet at the same time, be filled up with the intimacy and the presence of the Holy Spirit and absolutely in love with your bridegroom king because perhaps today. And I love that parable of the fig tree that we read in, in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel. And Jesus said, you know, look at the parable of the, the fig tree and all the trees. And when you see the fig tree putting out its leaves, you know that summer's near. Even so, when you see all these things happening, you know that it's at the doors, it's at the gate. And then he says, um, this generation will not pass away until all these things are fulfilled. Now, he didn't mean the people who heard him say those words because they're long gone, aren't they? He must have meant the generation that sees the fig tree putting forth its leaves. And that fig tree is a prophetic picture of the nation of Israel. And contrary to popular theology and belief of many 
uh, theologians, Israel was born in a day um, just like that, May 14, 1948, Israel was a nation. And it fulfilled that prophecy. And that means there will be people still alive on earth, hopefully I'll be one of them, when everything is completed. That means he's come for his bride, he's returned to the earth to establish his kingdom. So, time's running out, isn't it? How many would love to be alive when Jesus returns? Mm. Now, there's a lot to, to get in. See, we've, we've got to have a massive harvest. Yeah. The glory cloud has to descend upon the entire church around the world. Mm -hmm. And we, we just want to see minimally a billion souls, mm -hmm. if not four billion. And all this is going to be a massive global change. And we're really, really excited for it. And all of you at home, I hope you're getting excited for it. Yeah. Pick up the theme about the soon return of the Lord Jesus, because it's on his heart. And listen, he's coming when he thinks the time is right, not whether or not you and I agree. Right. Because <laughs> that's what kings do, yeah. right? And so, amen, even so come Lord Jesus. That's how the book ends. Now, Carol, uh, a few years ago, had a most amazing dream and then a prophetic word that falls. So why don't you share that with us? It started, I, my son was supposed to come. John was away. My son was supposed to come for my birthday, uh, which some years is on Mother's Day. And this year was on Mother's Day. Anyway, he phoned and said he had to go to work and couldn't get out of it and he couldn't come. So I was kind of discouraged, and I wasn't feeling well. So I said to the Lord, now don't do this, but anyway, this is what I did. I said to the Lord, Lord, if you want me to go to church in the morning, you wake me up. Anyway, I went to bed, and I woke up, and I thought, oh my gosh, what time is it? And I looked at the clock, and it was quarter to 10. And our church starts at 10.30, and I'm a half an hour away. And I'm thinking, oh, I probably missed church. I've got to get a tablet or some writing paper. I have to write this dream down. I don't want to miss any details of the dream. And so as I'm slipping out of bed, my foot touched the floor. The audible voice of God, the Father, now, I know the difference because Jesus, when I got saved, repeated the 23rd Psalm out loud to me when I got saved. So I knew, so this voice was authoritative and, and directive, but still very, very loving. And what he said to me is, this, Carol, get out of bed, get in the shower, wash your hair, dry it, get your makeup on, get something to eat, and get down to the church now. All my excuses went out the window like that. And so you have not seen me move that fast ever, I don't think. Anyway, I'm down and I'm trying now to get my phone. I know there's a record button on it. And so I'm thinking I've got to find the record button because I don't want to miss anything. So I'm fiddling with that driving, praying that all the red lights will be green going down. <laughs> <laughs> and going a little fast, <laughs> praying that the policeman won't see me. 
don't do that either. Anyway, I get down to the church, and, and, and it's like quarter to 11. I thought, great, the worship will still be on. And I got into the church, and I thought, I'll sit at the back. And the Lord said, no, I want you to go and sit. I want you to go uh, sit up front. And so I started up, and I thought, okay, the worship team has a spot. Usually there's an empty seat up there. I'll go sit there. So I headed toward the worship team's seats, and the Lord said, I want you to go and sit in your seat at the front. And I said, but Lord, there'll be somebody there. And then he said, well, then tell them to move. (laughs) So as I rounded the corner, I don't know what this looked like, but there was two people that went out of our seats, the seats we used to sit in at the front. So anyway, sit down in the the church, and I think, whew, I made it. And then it hit me. Oh, God, are we doing the dream today? And he said, no. This was a test of your obedience. Now, the dream. I was standing at the front of our church, and the, oh, and the poet, we have a higher, you know, main floor and then the higher stage. So I was standing in front of where the podium was, and I'm worshiping away, having a great time with the Lord. And all of a sudden, I'm in a a, a glory cloud, and I'm going up. It was like a whirlwind going up, going up, and I'm in the center looking up, and I said, Lord, are we going through the roof? And and it got up to the roof, and and then he came he started to take me back down again. So I landed on my feet, and whoa, I don't know what happened, but either something came off of me, uh, and then something came on me, and ah, I went and I grabbed the mic, and I started saying to the people, people, there is going to come Ah, a new cloud of his glory. And in that glory is the fear of the Lord. Ah, but it's based on the Father's love. It's not an outward, ah, fear. It is an inward circumcision of the heart. And, oh, I said, oh my gosh, the glory cloud is starting to come. Whoa, it's starting to come down. I can see it. And, whoa, and I said to the people, people, the glory cloud is coming. I fear for your lives. If you have secret sin in your life, if you have been taking, well, the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus for granted and using it for your own ways and, and saying, oh, God will forgive me. He's so incredibly forgiving. Wow. I tell you to come to the front. The mercy seat of God is open. Whoa. And those of you that do not want to repent, please run from this building because I do not know what is going to happen. Whoa. And so people just started to scatter. They just 
some went out and some ran to the front and it was just this back and forth and then whoa the Lord showed me on the one side at the back there were two men sitting on the top of a bleacher and I thought Lord we don't have bleachers in our church and he says go back to them and as I started to go back I thought they don't look like they belong to our church I mean they had really sharp suits on and shiny shoes and ties and white shirts and and hair slicked back and they were kind of I don't know where they can do it um they were kind of like this sitting and kind of you know uh mocking and as I got about six feet from them they both fell off and, I, and they were just motionless, and I, I started to go over to them, and I, I said, Lord, are they okay, or they look dead to me, Lord? And he said, never mind them. Go across the back of your uh, auditorium. I have a, a man there I want you to give a prophetic word to. Whew. And so I walked across. The back of the auditorium, and I saw this man running from a, the door that people come in part way up to go to the altar and then back. And he was doing that by the time I got across, he was at the door again. And I grabbed him and I said, Sir, I said, The Lord has a word for you. He says, You have had an anointing on your life years ago, but you're in secret sin with your secretary. And if you will go up to the front and repent, I will restore you and I will heal you and I will use you again. But I fear if you walk out that door, you're going to become like Lot's wife. Ooh. And I woke up. And so the Lord is saying to us, be like the five wise virgins. Now is the time to be intimate. Do not let the things of this world, the busyness, all the good things that we do, take away our intimacy with him because it is just too precious and we don't have time we don't know the time but there's so many things prophetically that are lining up now that we are in the season the bible says we will not know the day or the hour but we will know the season uh, of his coming and so i so encourage you at home you in the audience Carve out, even if it's only starting with 15 minutes a day, to begin, wow, to soak in his presence, to have an intimate, one-on-one -on -one love relationship with Jesus. And if you can't, begin to pray, Lord Jesus, 
Grant in me a hunger. Grant in me a thirst. I want to be so in love with you, Jesus. And Lord, help me. Draw me. And when you start doing it every day, faithfully, whoa, you won't believe how intimate it will become with you and your bridegroom king. Thank you, Lord. Well, I believe, and so do many of you, that that glory cloud that Carol saw in that vision is about to descend upon the church globally. And we all sense in our heart that things are not the way they have always been. Like, it feels like the wheels are coming off of the planet, doesn't it? And so there's, there's two things that we want to talk about here. One is for, for Christians to press in and begin to buy that oil, meaning develop that intimate relationship with Jesus. Put away the games and the, and the plastic outward appearances, and let's get our hearts really right before him. But also, if you uh, have have never heard the message of the Lord Jesus. The good news is that heaven is real. Hell is also real. God is perfect in all his ways, which means he has to deal with unrighteousness. He just has to, or he wouldn't be perfect anymore. And so judgment day is also a fact. And that means we need a savior to... um, to handle our past, to pay for our past so that we can be forgiven and stand before him one day washed clean and pure. And so I'm speaking to those of you at home as well as here in the audience. Uh, people fall away for various reasons. They, they get hurt in their lives. They get betrayed. They, they get used, chewed up, spit out. And, and, and say that life just is too hard. And they give up on God. Like, God, if you're real, why aren't you doing something about this for me? And what he's done is sent his son to pay your debt and mine so that we can be forgiven. And I just know that there are people who will be watching this program. And again, maybe you're here in the audience. You know in your heart of hearts that you're not right with God. And if that's you, I want you to get honest and just admit that to yourself. Because that's where it has to begin. Uh, We can't play games with it and say, oh, well, one day, you know, I'll, I'll deal with these things. No, that day has come. We need to do this now because time is running out for this desperate planet and I don't think there's a political solution that's going to fix it I don't think there's any of that I mean what we need is for our king to return and Mm -hmm. establish righteousness and peace and joy don't we and so if you know that you need Jesus admit it to yourself say yeah that's me yes I got hurt yes I got angry yeah I wandered away from him I, I know better then you need to come on back home. Yes, you do. And I want to give you a chance to do that right now. It begins in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord I Jesus, need you. 
I need you. I want you. I want you. I want to give myself totally to you. I want to give myself totally to you. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose from the dead for me. I believe you rose from the dead. You paid uh, the debt of my sin. You paid the debt of my sin. With your perfect life. With your perfect life. Come into my heart right now. Come into my heart. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. And give me a love for you. Give me a love. Give me a love for the Word of God, the Bible. Give me a love for the Word of God. And help me. And help me. To really get the message of the love of God into my heart. And help me get the love. I really want that into my heart. That's what life is all about, friends. Establishing who Jesus is. It's amazing to me how how many people never think Mm -hmm. about uh, death, for example. Mm -hmm. And I was asking that question earlier. What's the difference of us reading those prophecies uh, a thousand years ago versus you and I reading them today? Mm -hmm. And uh, part of it is, why is it taking so long? Why is it 2,000 years have gone by? Do you ever wonder that? How many have wondered that? Yeah. Well, you see, the longest anybody has to wait is like 70 or 80 or 90 years. And then you're into it, right? What happens is you come out of this body of yours that by then is tired and achy and full of pain and all of that stuff. And you come out of it into that glory realm where it all becomes very clear. And that's where this planet is going. He is going to make all things new. I'm excited about that, aren't you? Yes, Lord. I'm really excited about that. And that harvest that we're believing for, that's coming in. I said, Lord, I need scripture for that harvest, didn't I, Carol? You did. And he gave me Acts chapter 2, quoting Joel, In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy and see vision and dream, dream. That means that intense anointing is coming our way. We haven't had that yet. We've had little glimpses of it, little tastes of it, but it's coming in a major way, and it's happening in, in hot spots around the world as we sit here. And so that was one of them. Yeah. The other was in Revelation uh, chapter 14, verse 14. And that's a scene where Jesus is sitting on a cloud. He's got a sickle in his hand. And then word comes from the temple in heaven. Now reap the earth. And it just in scripture, it says, and the earth was reaped. And so see that there's a great harvest to come in. And then... The final one is Jesus' own words in Matthew 24, a fulfillment of prophecy. It says the harvest is at the end of the age and uh, the angels are the reapers. That's earlier in Matthew. But then in Matthew 24, he says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world and then the end will come. Do you know the whole world Uh, has heard the gospel more or less, not every individual clearly, but 
every nation, this is what he said, and every nation has a church preaching the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Bibles are readily available to everyone. You don't have to smuggle them into Iran or, or Russia or any of that anymore. You just go on your phone and download one in, in your language of choice. Yeah. It's just that simple. And we are in the time where the coming of the Lord is soon to happen. And we've got a lot of good stuff to happen in the meantime. So we want you all to be ready. And I tell you the best way to be ready is to be filled up with that Holy Spirit of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I like to talk about three journeys that we're all on. First of all is the inward journey is for you. Don't ever let anyone tell you you're not important. Oh, you're supposed to be dead anyway. Forget you, just get on with the work of the kingdom. No, no, you're important. You're the very reason that Jesus came. He came to seek you out and to rescue you, didn't he? So you're important. Secondly, the upward journey is for you to cultivate that relationship with him, to worship him in spirit and truth and learn to love him and, and pray to him and have that mm -hmm. dynamic going. It's not about you now, it's about him. Yeah. And then thirdly, it's about others, it's about them. Who are these people? Well, they're the lost, they're the ones who have not heard this good news. And there are also other people who need to have more. And you know, you get, you get Jesus in your heart and you hear there's more. You can have the Holy Spirit uh, fill you. And then there's more. You can have a relationship with your Heavenly Father. And so there's always more. Will you yeah. tell the person next to you, there's always more for you. There are no toxic levels of the Holy Spirit. More. And so we want to pray that He will come on all of us today. And I want you to just get in touch with that deep desire in your heart. Mm, oh yes, Lord, Holy Spirit. I want more of you. Wow. We want that glory cloud to descend on this wonderful ministry wow. of Sid Roth and his, and his amazing team here. We want the glory to spill out wow. over the nation yes, and Lord. all the nations. Mm -hmm. God, we cannot do this with the arm of flesh. It has to be the work of the Holy Spirit. Will you come right now and mm. fall upon these dear ones? Yes, Lord. We welcome you. As we you. desire you. We welcome you. With Holy all of Spirit. our hearts. We, we desire welcome you. you. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. We desire you. Come and fill them. Come and fill them. Yes, Lord. Come and fill Woo. them. It's your fire, In the Lord. mighty name of mm. Jesus. Let fire you, fall Lord. on the on those watching yes, Lord. on the video feed. Mm -hmm. Oh, your Holy Spirit. Goes. Your healing love mm -hmm. flows into them right now. Wow. It is absolutely the will of God to heal every one of us. How do yes, I know that? Is. Because well, Jesus healed them all. Jesus. And he never did you. one thing that was out of the will of God. Wow. Yes, Lord. And so, Lord, begin Whoa. healing all up and down. Yes, we tell Lord. pain to go. We do, Lord. From these dear people. 
show. We take authority over injuries and wow. injuries to the spine, injuries to the knees, injuries to the neck yes, and the Lord. shoulders. In Jesus' mighty yes, name, Lord. that oh. healing love flows mm. into you right now. I want you to just reach up your hands into that glory realm. You can do this at home. Just reach up your hands. And by faith, put your hands into that invisible presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And get it all over you. Take a hold of it and bring that down and rub it into your need, into your pain, into your body. And then say this with me. This healing belongs to me. This healing belongs to me. Because of what Jesus has done. Because of what Jesus has done. At the whipping and at the cross. At the whipping and at the cross. I receive my healing now. I receive my healing now. As a free gift of his love. As a free gift of his love. Now just begin to do what you could not do a moment ago. Just move move that joint move those neck move that spine check that tmj mm. check that uh, sore throat move breathe in those lungs that wouldn't work normally and begin to take that healing it is the will of god for you to be healed it is a sign of the presence of god in the name of jesus oh i worship you i worship you and if you at home feel like something's going on, I want you to get on the chat and just mm-hmm. tell the team that, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like something's changing or I'm feeling my heart strangely warmed or I'm feeling God all over me. I just, you know, tell somebody about what's going on. And, and those of you in the audience here, if you, if you feel something going on, just wave at me and say, yeah, something's happening to me here. Wave excitedly. Will you do that? Because it's hard to tell when someone's worshiping or when they're saying, yeah. So keep waving. Come on. That's good. Uh, Thank you, Lord. What's happening to you, my dear? Come on up here and tell me. Can I bring this other girl? Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Come on. Just what was wrong with your with your elbow, you said? It has metal in it, and um, it feels like it has more range of motion. It feels a little bit more normal. Praise God. A little bit more normal. Is this one? Father, we ask you to just dissolve the metal in it and let this elbow become totally pain-free and absolutely normal. Stretch your hands toward her with me and say, normal up here. Check it again. How's that doing? No what? No pain in the nerve. No nerve pain. Oh, Father, thanks for that. Thanks, thanks, thanks. What's happened to you, my dear? Carol, what's going on there? Whoa. Whoa. She's just taking her hearing aids out. Whoa. Ah. Oh. Whoa. And she can hear me whisper. It's still a little clogged, but I... I'm just praying for, I think she's got TMJ. Okay. Whoa. Fresh fire. Give her fresh fire, Lord. (laughs) 
What happened to you, sir? I had a stiff, sore knee for over a month, and the, the pain is lifting. Yes, I've had a sore knee for over a month, day by day, and the pain is lifting. Wow. Yes. How much is it lifting? Is it half gone, or? It's quite pain-free. Pain <laughs> <laughs> quite pain-free. Yes. Yes. What couldn't, you, what couldn't you do before? Well, it's just been sore and stiff. Yes. What's happened with yes. you? Um, I we have been praying for my too. husband for the last month or so mm -hmm. in our community group for his healing to be healed, for his hearing to be healed. Yes. And the last few weeks, the last maybe two weeks, my ears have clogged up. Uh -huh. And I think I'm standing in the gap for his healing. I think that that's what's going on. For How is your hearing now? Still clogged. Which one? Both. Both. All right. How many know that's not God's will? No. That sounds like something the enemy would try to pull off to me. Father, in Jesus' name, we cancel that assignment, and we just ask her ears to open right now. By the anointing, in Jesus' name. Okay. Check them again. Yes, what? It's done. So it's clear. Just like that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Who, who else is having hearing problems? If you have hearing problems, stand to your feet. And let's believe for you, shall we? Just do it one more time, because listen, it is the, the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit that heals. So reach up like a little kid by faith put your hand into that invisible realm because Jesus told us the kingdom of heaven is at hand meaning it's within your reach if you just reach out for it that's your little step of faith right there reach for it now bring your hand that's now super anointed bring it back and lay it on your ears or on your body or on your needs or on your sleeplessness or on your breathing problems or whatever it is those stomach problems and take your healing just say thank you lord i'm having my healing in jesus mighty name now open all these ears right now ears open in the name of jesus just open up in the name of Jesus. Just open up right now in the name of Jesus. Now, those of you that are standing, check your hearing. And if you think we're getting anywhere, let us know. I mean, it could be 10%, 20% better or more. If something is starting to shift, let us know. How do you do that? Yes. Wave your hand excitedly, that would help. Yeah. What's happening to yours? They're getting better. How much better? 20%. Do you know what that tells you? God's doing it. He's doing it. Now, I know Jesus did it like instantly, but we're on the learning curve, aren't we? So we're, yeah, we're just starting to get the hang of it a little bit. 
but anyway, when it's, when it's 20% better, he wants 100%. So keep going, keep going. Step up here a minute. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this dear lady. Let the glory of God just flow into these ears. Lord, just renew them and let them hear perfectly by the anointing that breaks every yoke. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I feel like there's one more we need to do before we're out of time. But someone has had an injury. And it's, it's an old injury, 15 or 20 years old, and it was never resolved properly. And you've had a lot of pain. I think it's in your spine. And I think you're in the audience. You may be at home. But where is that person? You, you, you have complications from that thing, an old injury that has never been resolved. Where are you? Yeah. Can you, can you come up all right, sir? Is it? <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. What's happening with her, Carol? Her, her ear popped when we prayed and so we're just believing that God is just restoring it she said her hearing is I mean she's been talking to me without her hearing aids in so I think something's happening to you something's happening so what happened to you that you were injured <laughs> well I, I really believe uh, that I worked out so much that I ended up getting my turn spine the curved the wrong wow. way and then it, it, it actually ossified. But the bigger problem was that my calc the calcium started leaking out from my vertebra and they wedged together and they actually fused together. And so... Okay, now you said you worked out so much that you actually brought this in yourself. Is that right? That's right. Did you ever think about forgiving yourself for that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, just for fun, why don't we do that? Now, you, you guys, just stretch your hands out toward this man. What's your name, sir? Stephen. Say this after me, Stephen. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I choose today. I choose today. To forgive myself. To forgive myself. For injuring my spine and my body. For injuring my spine and my body. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Heal me now. Heal me now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Father, I ask you to go back all these years with Stephen when he was a young man, probably really proud of his strength and his physique and all of that stuff. And he injured himself. Go back to that moment, Father and intersect that with the anointing and the healing power of God. I take authority over this condition in you, Stephen, and I tell the pain to go. I tell the limitation to go. And I say, Holy Spirit, come in now and heal him and set him free 
let him be let him let his joints um, separate and become normal let the spinal fluid be normal let the nerves become normal and let him be absolutely normal in the name of Jesus now do you have do you have pain with this Stephen check the pain for me tell me if we're getting anywhere what bitter the, the the pain is lessening a lot how much how much is it less oh gee like 90 percent i mean it's a whole different wow. i feel better 90 percent is a lot it is a lot 90 percent is almost enough don't you think almost say lord give him the other 10 percent now you reach up your hand and say, I'm taking that other 10%. Grab a hold of it and pull it down and rub it into your spine. And say, I'm taking it. Every bit of this pain goes from Stephen in Jesus' name. Check it one more time, Stephen. How are we doing? Is there any pain at all there? No, not really. I don't feel anything anymore. Well, walk around a little bit. Lord, I ask you to straighten his spine now. I ask you to grow him up. Come on back, Stephen. Yeah, come on back. Now, look at you go without your, your cane there. Fire on the spine, Holy Spirit. And I want you to remember today that God took the pain, and that means he's going to do the rest for you. So I want you to take a hold of faith and say, I'm choosing to trust God for complete restoration. And remember, you forgive yourself. So Jesus has forgiven that, right? So that's, that's not something that's going to bind you to this problem any longer. Your back is to get stronger and stronger and straighter and straighter. And pretty soon you'll be running. When's the last time you ran around? Three or four years. This, I used to be six foot one, and I was all buffed and everything. And then about four years ago, actually, I just fell apart. My spine just, and it actually fused. My vertebrae actually fused together. I mean, they had CT scans, and I went to Duke and had the Duke doctors look at me. They said, no surgery for that. So they said, if I tried to do surgery, if the doctor tried to do surgery, that I would surely die on the table because I don't have enough blood and they couldn't give me enough blood. So there's no remedy for what I have ex except Jesus. So I want, to, I want you to say thank you, Jesus, for healing me now. Now stand up as straight as you can. 
You can use your cane, that's all right. Straight, 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 straight. Is there any pain there? No. Give Jesus a great big hand. How many will believe God with me for this guy? That the next time you see Stephen, he'll be six foot tall again. Wouldn't that be great? Come on, brother. You go for it. Amen. What's happening over there, Carol? Tell the people what happened. <laughs> I couldn't hear out of my ear a good 80% um, since September. And I've been praying for it almost every day since then um, for my ears to open. I used to hear really, really clear. And I lost about 80% of, of my hearing. Um, and so you, you prayed. We prayed a couple of times, and now I can hear 100%. <laughs> Let's all stand in the audience right here together. And you at home, you can stand up too. And if there's someone with you, you can partner. But I, w I want you to practice on each other. Would that be okay? You know, one of my favorite verses of scripture is John chapter 14, uh, verse 12, which where Jesus speaks and he says this, truly, truly, I say to you, the one, he or she, who believes in me. Are you a believer in Jesus today? Wave, wave your hand if you are. All right, this means you. The one who believes in me, the works that I do, you will do. And, and even greater, but don't get hung up on the greater. Think about what Jesus did. He healed the sick, the blind, the deaf, the crippled, uh, the dying, whatever, and even the dead, okay? Those are the works that you're going to do. Start with those, and then you can move on to greater works. How's that? Now, turn to a person beside you or behind you, and just get in twos, and take turns and say, what do you need God to do for you? What miracle do you need? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, what do you need God to do for you? Okay, when they tell you, I want to remind you that Jesus prayed short prayers. Words like hear, see, pick up your bed and walk. So we don't need long prayers, but just send the anointing into each other right now. Kingdom of God, come will of God be done in these friends today here in this studio in the mighty name of Jesus. Now tell the pain to go, tell the problem to go. All right, everybody. Okay, look up here a minute. Look up here a moment. Give me your attention. I want you to pray a short prayer and then test it. This is very important. Say to them, are we getting anywhere? Is the pain diminished? Or can you hear better? Whatever. 
test it always and then be encouraged by even a 10, 20% increase, right? Okay. As the world plummets into new depths of upheaval, violence, and depravity, do you wonder, where is God? Did you lose hope of the soon return of Jesus with each new horrific headline you read? John and Carol Arnett will show you the way to overcome and walk in victory. Call now to get John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise of His Coming? Prophetic signposts pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Plus their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9832. You will receive John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise of His Coming? I've just written a book about the greatest event that is about to happen, the greatest event since the creation. And that event is the soon return of the Lord Jesus. Through this accessible, mind-blowing book centering on biblical prophecy, John Arnett will help you discover that the signs and evidence of the King's soon arrival are all around you. Clearly understand that the earth is groaning and travailing for Jesus to come again. Discover why Jesus' promised triumphant return is more sure than tomorrow's sunrise. Focus on setting your mind and heart on the magnificent future that awaits you. Be encouraged and emboldened in the midst of hardship and oppression. Recognize false prophets and the lies about the end times. Live ready for Jesus' immediate return while fulfilling the assignment God has for you on earth. You will also receive Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Carol shares two prophetic dreams which God told her were invitations of preparation, divine directives from a loving Father for the bride to make yourself ready for Jesus' second coming and the great and final outpouring of the Spirit. As Carol shares the details of her powerful dreams, you will discover why your being ready is necessary to receiving the fullness of God's promises, how God trains and positions your heart through small acts of obedience, the joy and cleansing that comes with repentance and holiness, how God's greater glory is connected to holy fear and awe. Getting filled with the oil of intimacy is getting us prepared for the soon coming of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, the bride is making herself ready. Plus, you will also receive their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. In this audio CD teaching series, John and Carol will teach on the following. Daniel's 70th week prophecy, the last three and a half years of the tribulation, Jesus' instruction to take heed that we're not deceived, Israel and the fig tree prophecy, why God is moving His focus to Israel, the millennial reign where Jesus and His bride rule and reign together on earth, several recent signs that are pointing to the soon return of Jesus. Jesus that our forefathers didn't experience. Throughout this teaching series, John and Carol pray powerful prayers for you to become one of the wise virgins, for you to be filled with the oil of intimacy, for the Holy Spirit to come on each of you and fill you with the hunger for more of God. Don't miss out on getting John Arnett's revelatory book, Where is the Promise of His Coming? Prophetic signposts pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And Carol Arnett's brand new must-read powerful book, The Spirit and the Bride Say Come. Plus their three-part audio CD teaching set, Preparing for the Lord's Return. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included.
included. Ask for offer number 9832. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9832 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. 